1: Hello everybody, welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. And I am thrilled today to introduce you to an exciting guest who I just met this morning. (laughs) Jill, welcome to Live On Purpose Radio.
2: You might not be excited now after we talk. Who knows? Well, at
1: the end of the hour, we will make a judgment about that. Okay, How's perfect. That sound?
2: We'll have everyone vote in.
1: This is Jill, most commonly known as Jill Stevens.
2: Correct, yes.
1: And uh, more recently, Jill Shepard. Yes, I because got Because you got married. Yeah. About a year ago, I yes. understand. Yes,
2: uh-huh. Exciting well, life.
1: Well, Jill, I've got a whole list of things here, and I don't know that I'm going to get through them all. But some of the most notable things, and the things that you might be best known for, I guess, is that you uh, competed in and won the Miss Utah pageant.
2: It's true. In yeah. 2007. Does it was that sound kind of weird? It, it, yeah. Actually, when I think about it, it's just like, I really did that? I really was Miss Utah. That was and, me? Yeah, I competed for Miss America. It was mm-hmm. really weird. Yeah, because it just it's, wasn't my dream to go for that. Yeah. And you
1: know, we're going to... We're going to pick that apart just a little bit today okay. because there's some some elements there that I think are going to be really interesting to our listeners. But you went on to the Miss America pageant mm-hmm. and competed and you were actually finalist there. Yeah. And they have a neat little thing there where they allow... Kind of the populace to vote, right? It's not <laughs> it's the, the craze judges now.
2: They, you know, everyone loves America to vote. That's American Idol. It's mm-hmm. So You Think You could Dance. With all those. So uh, Miss America was part. trying to catch up with that, and uh-huh. I was honored with that award. Yes, it was called the it was called America's Choice for Miss America's
1: America. Choice. So who cares what the judges think? <laughs> the people voted you in.
2: Yes, I was so excited. <laughs>
1: Which is kind of fun, and that happened in two thousand eight. Correct. Um, you've had a busy couple of years, haven't you?
2: Yeah, busy life. Yeah, it really well, has and be- been fun.
1: And before all of this, just fresh out of high school, young 18-year-old kid, mm-hmm. you joined the Army.
2: I was actually uh, still in high school. I joined my March of my senior year of high school. I um, joined the Army National Guard as a combat mm-hmm. medic.
1: And you became a combat medic. You actually mm-hmm. served a tour of duty in Afghanistan. I did. As a combat medic, yeah, you, uh, you went to nursing school.
2: Yep. Yeah. And so I lived the life of a weekend warrior of the Army National Guard for eight mm-hmm. years. And so that mm-hmm. was my life. I, you know, After high school, I really decided to forge my own path because I knew I needed to make a life for myself and mm-hmm. pay, find something that will help pay for my education and get me medical experience for my dream of being a nurse and mm-hmm. have an adventure and challenge. And all that was found in the Army. And that's mm-hmm. what I did. And then went on to nursing school. And I had to uh, do my time and serve overseas in Afghanistan. What an incredible, uh, it was a year, boots on ground in Afghanistan. Oh, wow. Incredible time. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you may share some of those experiences today, too, huh?
2: Yeah, I would love to.
1: Well, we're not going to get to everything, obviously. <laughs> that's okay. But okay. If have you need me to us- come back,
2: that's fine. <laughs> you know what?
1: You've done us this tremendous favor because you wrote all of it down for us.
2: That's true. (laughs) That is true. There's so many details that I just knew I couldn't put all in a conversation. And there's
1: pictures too.
2: Yes, some funny ones. (laughs) So you've
1: put together a book and it's called It's All Good.
2: It's All Good. You know, even war, even Miss America and Mm -hmm. marathons, all those things. uh, Life is good. Life is what you make of it. Mm -hmm. And you can really live a fulfilling life.
1: So we'll mention that again later before we wrap up the show today. But uh, you folks can go out there and look for that book. It's All Good. By Jill Stevens,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, then you get the whole story—at <laughs> least the way it was published, huh?
2: Yep, so true.
1: So, so Jill, when you were a little girl, you had this all mapped out, right? <laughs> you, you just—you knew that you were going to do all of these things. That so we just true. Mentioned. My mom
2: sat me on her lap and told me one day, she's like, Jill, you are going to be a soldier, and you're going to be a Miss America, <laughs> and I was like. Yes. No. Life doesn't happen that way. <laughs>
1: who does this? And that's just weird. I mean, who could have even dreamed up the life you've led over the past
2: eight years or so? so. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so I wanted to pick your brain just a little bit about the inside story. Okay. Just what it was like for you, because I don't know, and and maybe I'm speaking too soon to mm-hmm. say. I'm not sure you're a special case.
2: No, I wouldn't say I am.
1: You know, just kind of a normal person who is just doing life. But you happened upon some things that allowed you to have some phenomenal experiences.
2: You know, I have the personality of just, you know, wanting to make the most of life. And if there's an opportunity, why not take it? And if it's something Mm new, you know, sometimes it's hard because you have to step out of your comfort zone. You know, life can be very simple day to day, the same, monotonous But, you know, you need to take those chances where, wow, this could be different. Mm -hmm. And I had those Mm -hmm. chances, and it really taught me a lot about myself. Mm -hmm. I discovered new talents about myself that I never thought I had. You know, I lived a regular life up. you know, 18. High school was great, and that was just a regular thing. I hadn't learned some great lessons and everything, but then I knew I needed to start my own life, and, wow, that took me to the Army. I saw an opportunity there, and then you know, to be Mm. a nurse and then a marathon runner and to try and push myself. I like challenging things because then it really helps us reach and discover a whole new potential that we never thought we had.
1: Trying new things. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. That sounds a little scary. (laughs) (laughs) That leap of
2: faith is so true. (laughs) Isn't that
1: where people get stuck though? They look at something new and they think, well, I don't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. I don't have any experience. I don't have any special skill or ability or anything like that. Did you ever feel any of those feelings or are you just weird? Oh my just...
2: gosh. I had never been to war before. I had never run a marathon. I nev- and nursing, that's still a humbling job as people's lives mm-hmm. are on the line and mm-hmm. daily as I work in the ER currently. And you know, you re- that's when you look to other people, you know, mm-hmm. and together, um, you know, more minds together really, There's greater things. You find answers by relying on other people and discovering things for yourself. You know, research it yourself. You can also talk and meet a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Ones that had been to war before. I talked to them. And soldiers who had been to boot camp. I was terrified about boot camp and having to go through that. And there's other people. There's ways to look into it and um, find new hobbies and discover new talents. There's possibilities out there.
1: So... Just right out of the chute here, Jill, I'm wondering if one of our listeners is a 17, 18-year-old young lady mm-hmm. in high school, and she's wondering, she, she kind of doubts herself. Yeah. You know, Is that possible at all? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Someone I, might be in that position.
2: I, I probably weakly feel that those feelings. Humans do. It is a natural feeling.
1: And you've been there. hmm So what would you tell her?
2: You know, I would hope to just sit down with her personally and just say, you know, work this through. You Realize who you are and that you're capable of great things. You will run into obstacles in life. In mm-hmm. a way, I, it kind of feels like a minefield, as I you know personally ran through a minefield in Afghanistan.
3: Oh, but we all yeah. run through
2: those in life however personal they may be, whatever personal combat zones we face. And doubt is one of the biggest minds or bombs that we face that can explode and take us away from focusing on our dreams. Mm-hmm. And what I would really hope that she would understand is to clear that out of her mind, refocus on her goals and dreams, her target in life,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: keep focus on that target. And just to clear that doubt out of your mind because that can be one of the biggest things that can get you off that course.
1: You know what? This is a theme that comes up again and again and again, especially here at Live On Purpose Radio when we're talking about the principles that allow you to be successful. Mm -hmm. And it always starts with your mindset. What is it that you're focused on? Mm -hmm. And so if any of you listeners are out there experiencing some self-doubt, well, it probably means that you're focusing on some things that are causing you to feel that.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And Jill, I'm hearing you say, well, there's something else you can focus on.
2: So true. You know, you've really got uh, to learn to win those mind games, really, and just to be able to keep focus on the target and Mm -hmm. work work on those things to help dodge those minds of life.
1: Win the mind games. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got this image of you running across this minefield in (laughs) Afghanistan. It's true. I did.
2: I really, you know, when I first landed there... I asked where our running route was because I, you know, running is such a stress relief for me. And they mm-hmm. um, said, yeah, we've got a six-mile route. Just be careful. It's through a minefield. And I was like, you're kidding. And it really was. And, and they
1: weren't kidding.
2: No. They said, if you stick to the center of the path, you should be okay. There's just been some close calls with some soldiers running on the side that it didn't work out too well for them. And I was appalled. But it, obviously, <laughs> I came back with all my limbs attached. I'm not sitting in a wheelchair right now. Thank well, goodness. You're
1: the medic. We're hoping you don't get blown yeah. up, right? <laughs> And in our life is often like that, is in our own mind, there's a lot of minefields in your mind.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you start to focus on the things you're not good at, oh, and incidentally, aren't there more of those than things that you're really good at?
2: So true. Yeah.
1: There's always more stuff that you're not good at, mm-hmm. but you get to choose what you're going to focus on. Yep. We'll come right back.
2: Raising kids is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls. By applying the things I've learned through the Parental Power Calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use Parental Power as kind of like a reference book. So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. So I like the variety of, of topics, the variety of age groups that are addressed. I'm on the Parental Power calls as often as I possibly can because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day.
1: Let us join your parenting team through Parental Power. Just send an email to drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls. Or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org. All of the previous calls are posted on our blog site, where you can also add your own input. Let's team up to start parenting on purpose.
0: This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of the Dog Poop Initiative. This best smelling book could change your life. Forever, it certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States, and in Israel, and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great, These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. So, Jill,
1: your personality has always been kind of Yeah, let's go try something.
2: Uh, It truly has. It has to be with all
1: of the adventures you've had.
2: If there's something I haven't done, it it intrigues me. It does.
1: And it doesn't mean necessarily that you are more qualified to succeed than anyone else. Oh, no.
2: There's things I've failed at that I've tried new and it didn't work out, but it was fun in the process.
1: Wait a minute. There's things you've failed at?
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me?
1: (laughs) <laughs> Would you just talk about that for a minute? Because well, people sometimes don't try because they're afraid of the failure.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's some one picking up a new hobby of cycling. Um, I, I tried that. And that's nothing big or anything like that. But that hobby didn't work out. And I actually hope mm. to try it again and maybe get... I had a, I had a fear of riding on the road uh, as a cyclist. And uh, it was hard to overcome that fear. But I tried it and I'll attempt it again. You know, and there was times where I actually was almost not going to be able to graduate nursing school. I, I was oh, six wow. weeks from uh, from graduation, from bat- getting my bachelor's degree. And um, we had this, to get your nursing license, you have to take the NCLEX, it's called. And uh, we took this exam that mimicked the NCLEX uh, six weeks before we graduated. And they said, if you did not pass this test, you are not going to graduate. And I didn't mm. pass. failed. That was, that was so hard to realize that, that I'd been working for years towards that goal. And I was that close and I couldn't do it. And they said they gave us another chance to take the test Mm -hmm. two days, or no, the day before graduation. And Mm -hmm. my family was all on hold if they were going to be coming to my graduation or not, if I was going to be graduating. And I worked hard I you know, I could have just let that out the window and just like, all right, maybe nursing is not for me. But um, I didn't give up. It was hard to pick myself back up, realizing that I, I failed and was not able to graduate. And finally, um, I studied, put more time into it, and was I passed that second time. And mm-hmm. my family came to my graduation to cheer me on even louder mm-hmm. because I, I was able to graduate and get my bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've hit different things like that where it's challenged... Um, My self-worth and, you know, and even being at Miss America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, people could see that as a failure. I didn't win Miss America, but I don't see it as a failure, you know, and here I am at that during that week of competition. That was hard because here you are with 50, the most beautiful women, most talented, most intelligent from across the nation, the best of the best. And I was like, what am I doing here? I shouldn't be here. And I truly remember crying out. I was like, oh, my gosh, send me back to Afghanistan. Please get me out of here. And it was oh. a whole new world. There was a lot of estrogen really locked up in one place. But it was um, we became friends, and I really just had to dig deep and realize, you know what? I, at first, I was picking myself apart. I was like, wow, okay, Miss Georgia, she's got a beautiful voice. I don't sound like that. Or uh-huh. wow, Miss Mich- Michigan, she models beautifully. I've got this soldier strut. I can't, you know. I, there's no grace Give me walk. Some or, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And mm-hmm. it was really hard as here I w- was in the week of competition, picking myself apart when it mattered, when I needed to shine. And mm. it was then that I really, all of a sudden, my mom. It helped. Um, she gave me little gifts throughout the uh, week to open mm-hmm. each day. Mm-hmm. And they were, I don't know, I'm not sure if it was just really really divine intervention. It was just truly she knew what I needed. And mm-hmm. um, there were some songs that played that um, she wrote, actually, that helped me realize who I was and to let my light shine out. And that I was blessed with unique talents. And that if I had a soldier strut, I should let that shine out and go for it. And if I had a different voice, that is great because it's great that I'm, I don't sound like Georgia or these other girls and that I was different for a reason. And we are all given unique talents for a reason. And we should all let those shine out and not hold them back.
1: The, what you're saying right now, Jill, is I think one of the keys to happiness. Mm -hmm. In fact, as a psychologist, one of the things they taught us back in graduate school is that your beliefs determine your feelings. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the beliefs that causes the most depression and the most misery in this life is that my value or worth can change. Mm -hmm. And then you go out and you find ways to measure it. And the most obvious way to measure it is to compare yourself to somebody else. Yeah. And you can always find somebody who's better than you.
2: (laughs) Always. At whatever, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. There's, and this is what
1: you were experiencing at the time. Oh, Padgett. and
2: everything. You know, there's a better soldier out there. There's, you know, and but I do the best at what I can. And I know that, wow, you know, there's faster marathon runners. I am not fast and in any way. But each mm-hmm. marathon, I try to improve. and I, I am my biggest competition. And mm. sometimes that can be hard when you're um, like trying to outdo yourself. But in a way, that can be a healthy competition just as long as you're not putting anybody else down. Mm -hmm. And just Mm -hmm. trying to better yourself in all aspects of life. And uh, I've tried that with venturing out of my comfort comfort zone and trying new things. And Mm -hmm. I tried every day now as a new nurse, uh, trying, wow, how can I improve my my nursing care for these Mm -hmm. kids that I take Mm -hmm. care of? There's always uh, room for improvement, and there's always... um, but there's, yes, I'm not the best nurse. I work with great nurses, but I always try to be a better nurse. And that's what we can always strive for, is to always strive to be a better you.
1: And that that becomes the new standard. It's not that you have to be better or that you're worse than anybody else. That's not a very good Measurement. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree?
2: Yeah. And you know what? Those thoughts will come up. They're not going to... Mm-hmm. I mean, once you say, okay, you know, I'm not going to compare myself to someone else, but you... And they're just... Those thoughts are never going to come back. They are. But what you've got to realize is not to focus on those. That, okay, they creeped up. Yes, I'm not the best at, at this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But that's okay. You've got to realize I don't have to be the best. Just as long as I'm giving my best. And mm-hmm. that's what... Really, it should all be asked for, as and long then, as you're giving your best and not just doing it half-heartedly. You don't want to live this life just halfheartedly. Let's uh, put a little bit into it.
1: You know, I had a friend who shared an example. He's a pilot, mm-hmm. and he he flies these small planes. And I was uh, I was meeting with him down in St. George. Well, to to fly home to Idaho, where he's from. He had to leave the St. George Airport and take off, you know, fly up to Idaho. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you know anything about the St. George, Utah Airport, <laughs> it's up on top of a plateau,
3: mm-hmm. a
1: mesa, right? Yeah. And so the runway goes along the top of this mesa, and then you got to take off or crash.
2: So true. I mean, it's not Clips like you can taxi out into
1: a field or something, you know. <laughs> you're you're going to dive. And uh, so he was sharing this with me. He says... You go through your safety routine first. You make sure everything's in place and that you're ready to go. And then he gets in, and as soon as he gets the clearance from the tower, he takes that throttle, and he fully engages. He pushes it all the way because he knows he's got to build up enough speed by the end of that runway <laughs> to lift off into That's the air so and true. not sail into the cliff, right? Mm-hmm. What would happen if he's sitting there in the cockpit, and he's thinking... Uh, I don't really feel like it today. (laughs) I think I'm only going to push it halfway, you know? Yeah. What's going to happen to him and everybody else in his plane?
2: There's a lot of risk there. So
1: I like what you're saying about just get fully engaged. Mm -hmm. Just throw everything you've got into it. And don't worry about the failure. That's going to happen, right? The failure.
2: Oh, yeah. It's, it will happen. It's life. There's obstacles we face, but you you come out on top if you face it. You really mm-hmm. do. And there's more to be had in life.
3: Mm-hmm. There's
2: ups and downs, and I'm grateful there's ups and downs and just because it teaches you more. And I, I look forward to those those minefields ahead of me that I'm still going to be mm-hmm. running through.
1: And you're going to trip, and you're going to fall, and you're going to skin your knee occasionally. And You might get blown up a time or two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hopefully it's not fatal. But as those things happen, if you can reframe your experience of that failure and realize this is just another step toward my success, Mm -hmm. like the test you took in nursing school. Yeah, and you failed the practice. That test. was humbling. <laughs> That's probably the best thing that could have happened to you, Jill.
2: <laughs> it taught me to, you know, work hard from the beginning. You know, I was
1: step it up
2: exactly. I felt, oh, my dream is to be a nurse. This is supposed to work out, and then it didn't. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I really should be studying more for this.
1: Well, actually, it did.
2: Mm-hmm. It did. It taught didn't me a it? lot. Mm-hmm.
1: It worked. You are a nurse. Yep. And you had to go through some hard tests to make sure that you're ready for the next level
4: Mm -hmm.
1: because you know what if my kid's coming into your emergency room i don't want a failure in there Mm -hmm. i want somebody who finally passed the test because she learned enough from her other experiences so true that now i can trust her to work on my kid
2: they can really teach you a lot
1: that's for sure Mm
2: -hmm.
1: we're about halfway done this is fun (laughs) it is we'll be right back
4: Jay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com with the World of Ideas Report. Have you ever driven by a field full of gigantic windmills used to create energy? Those windmills are large structures and are costly to build. Is it possible that a similar windmill already exists but is not being used for energy? Well, a New York City based company called Flux Lab discovered an existing field of windmills already installed and ready to create energy. Where are they? They are in the very buildings that need the energy. How about the revolving doors located at the entries of business buildings? Have you ever been through one of those revolving doors and thought that was fun? Well, now they can be more than just fun. They can be the means of providing a large amount of energy. They call it the Revolution Door. Flux Lab has created a prototype for this idea and will be presenting it next month at a large exhibition. Headed by Jennifer Broughton and Carmel Trudel, Flux Lab is on its way to turning an existing door system into usable energy. Think of those expensive windmills, all set up in a field in the middle of nowhere, and then think of the thousands of revolving doors located inside each and every city. Congratulations, Flux Lab, on a revolutionary idea. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report.
0: I've got a great idea.
2: LEADERS MUST BE CLOSE ENOUGH TO RELATE TO OTHERS BUT FAR ENOUGH AHEAD TO MOTIVATE THEM. JOHN MAXWELL.
1: WELL, Jill, WE'VE GOT SOME We've got some good stuff under our belt already.
2: Mm -hmm. We've covered a lot.
1: (laughs) And you know, the principles of success are evident when you start to really take a look at the people who are experiencing it and what's going on. And sometimes, you know, the successful part, like winning the pageant Mm -hmm. or, you know, being out there in the news or whatever, you know, people see that and they don't know all the story behind it. True. True. They don't know all of the pain and the failures that happened as just steps toward the success. Yeah. And uh, so I appreciate your sharing some of those stories with us. And I'm I'm thinking as we, as we move into this next segment that I want to pick your brain a little bit.
2: Okay, I'm ready. Because
1: you've got all this rich experience. What, at the ripe old age of your mid-20s?
2: True. You've yeah. done all
1: this stuff we've talked about so far. And you've got some experiences that have taught you some really powerful lessons in life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm wondering if I were to just open that up to you and, and say, you know, like in Afghanistan, you spent a year over there. Mm-hmm. Now, most of us see this on the news. And by the way, thank you so much for your service.
2: Oh, wow. Thank you. We all serve in different ways. Uh, that too. is
1: true. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I was, I was having lunch with a colleague And uh, it really was impressed on my mind what our servicemen and women are doing for us in these war areas, Mm -hmm. or even if they're not stationed in a war zone somewhere. And uh, we were going in to order our lunch, and these two uh, military personnel walked in in full uniform. And um, my colleague got up from our table and walked over to them and said, I just wanted to thank you for your service. And it just touched me. Yeah, You know, I thought, wow, what a great example. So I wanted to remember to thank you for your service. (laughs) Thank you. So can I just take you back to Afghanistan for a minute?
2: Sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Because I am almost certain that there are some things that are standing out in your mind as life's lessons that were learned Mm -hmm. as you were serving. And Uh, stories or whatever you want to share.
2: Yeah, you know, it was hard, scary, scary to go to war. I was 20 years old at the time, and uh, I really tried to make the most of it. And I really, I guess how I discovered of making the best of my situation was making it better for others. And that's what I did over there. You Mm. know, I saw as a medic that I worked in an aid station every day, taking care of soldiers, kind of like in Instacare here. Whenever they were sick or injured, we would... Take care of him. It was open 24-7. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we fixed the physical injuries, but there was also the emotional side. That oh, I know they, that. Exactly. As a psychologist, <laughs> I'm sure you do, that when morale was low, you know, people were doubting and just uh, so sad that they weren't with family and the, the morale, and they were really and hit hard. And- exactly. Mm-hmm. Just serving in a combat zone. It can hit you in all directions. And... I saw a need, and I realized, wow, I, you know, I need to help them. And so I mm-hmm. did it in a fun way. I, we had electricity over there, so I had my mom send me a bread machine.
1: Well, you know what, and, by the way, <laughs> you just popped that off like, well, we had electricity. We take that for granted.
2: <laughs> well, it, not. I mean, it, yeah, it was a, a grateful thing over there to be able to... Wow. Uh, to so, have electricity over there. That's for sure.
1: So your mom sent you a bread machine. Uh
2: huh. And so whenever I heard a soldier was having a rough day, um, word got around that uh, you know I, I, I became the bread baker or I earned my nickname Jilly Bean the baking queen while over there. And maybe their birthday was coming up. I would try to bake them a fresh homemade loaf of bread or cake in some of these bread machines to make their mm-hmm. day and just to let to know let them know. That they're thought of, that they're cared for, and to somehow make it a taste of home, because this was our home for a year, sometimes some even longer. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I even holidays came up, and I tried to decorate the place in a way. I mean, granted, it was a desert, but um, with Halloween, I, you know, I had my mom send me paint because we didn't have living in a desert there's lack of vegetation and there's no pumpkins so I painted (laughs) these rocks to look like pumpkins or I created a thankful treat for Thanksgiving and I tried to focus on these different projects in a way my goal of making the best of my situation by making it better for others and it really helped my service in Afghanistan turn out far greater than I ever thought possible by boosting the morale of soldiers Mm. because you know there were some times that was hard for me but if I helped others that was so fulfilling and so rewarding that it made it helped me face those hard times by making it but because if I'm facing those hard times someone else has got to be as well and then you know they need help they need to feel that they're not alone and Mm. so that's you know what I did and it really helped and I had this incredible opportunity that in a way my goal continued as the Miss America organization came to me last fall and said hey we want to visit our troops with some former Miss Americas and we want you to come with. And so I, in a way I've got, I was in, I was the Miss America battle buddy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I got to go back For to sure. Afghanistan again at this last October to boost uh, soldier morale and because mm-hmm. they, um, things have picked up there. They're very dangerous and our soldiers are hit hard. And we yeah. were visiting among sol- some soldiers, we went to a very dangerous part we Our flight was actually canceled twice um, to this forward operating base while in Afghanistan because um, it was a very dangerous area. And mm-hmm. um, But mm-hmm. we were able to get out there, and these soldiers, just 10 days prior to us being there, uh, they were ambushed by over 300 Taliban. And there was just 60 soldiers on this base, and they lost eight. Oh. And granted, eight soldiers' lives lost is such a hard thing to hear, but how they fought through it, and how we heard the soldier personally tell us he talked with us for an hour and a half from the moment he heard the first gunfire at six o'clock in the morning till 1900. Well, seven o'clock that night mm-hmm. is when he finally felt safe. And he shared every detail of what mm. he had to go through, seeing his battle buddy shot in front of him. And it was hard. We were just bawling, as mm. you know, and it brought back so many memories of what I knew my battle buddies went through and what they're still going through. And mm-hmm. of what they're mm-hmm. face over there, and you know, um, they still are living. They, I mean, they're still performing their mission. They're not giving up. Mm-hmm. They, they know um, we were there to share that America loves them. That America is still behind them, and they mm. are still trying to believe in themselves. But they're they are hit hard, and even mm-hmm. probably with the strongest doubt when they're at war. And, but yet they're still trying to hold strong and believe in themselves that they can do it. That they are capable mm-hmm. of accompli- accomplishing the mission.
1: And we all have a role, I think, in helping each other to keep that vision.
2: I really think so. Because, you know, in life we're all each other's battle buddy and really there's, we're not alone mm-hmm. in these feelings that we have. You're not the only one, people aren't, you know, you're not the only one that's depressed. You're not the only one that has self doubt. There are other people out there that you can really come together and build. Be- Build each other. Don't mm-hmm. seclude yourself and bring yourself down and think, oh, my gosh, I'm really the only one like this. Why am I like this? I've got to pull through this on my own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you you need to find your battle buddies out there, and they will pull you through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you find a project, something to help others, that helps you realize, wow, maybe I can do something because I'm helping her through this problem. Mm -hmm. And it's helping me through the problem in a way. And that's what can really help you out in life.
1: That's, you know, I think it was Ralph Waldo Emerson that said that one of the sweetest compensations in life is that you can't truly help another person without also helping yourself. Mm, So true. And as you're sharing this story of, you know, being in this context that could just be demoralizing if you allowed it to be. Mm -hmm. And... And you found relief in serving and helping others to have a better time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's a great strategy. It what, was.
2: It worked for me. <laughs>
1: well, and what if any of you who are listening, here's a challenge, okay, listeners? Just look around you today and find someone who could use a lift. Someone who could use a little bit of elevation today. And this might be as simple as, as my colleague who approached those soldiers. Mm-hmm. I said, thank you for your service. What if you were to say that to someone who's providing service to you? What if you were to wave or smile warmly at someone today? Just reach out and lift them somehow. Mm-hmm. Give a little life. And that's, that's a concept I've really enjoyed lately too. I've, uh, I heard a talk in church not too long ago and the topic was thou shalt not kill and i was thinking well how many of our people in this congregation have a problem with that yeah you know but he said you know sometimes we just go around and we kill each other a little bit through criticism mm-hmm. or through through meanness and what's at the opposite end of that well giving life and if you can find some way to just give a little bit of life to lift someone or raise someone and i loved your stories about you know, Baking the bread and make, <laughs> Painting the rocks That had to be great
2: It was, it was a lot of fun Some soldiers really caught on to that idea And it was, yeah, we had some crazy Fun days with those rocks <laughs> That's the
1: whole idea, just lift And make it fun Make someone else's experience better
3: mm-hmm. And that will have An effect on your own You know, in today's world, people have become much more conscious of their health and wellness. Finding new and effective ways to combat the effects of disease, aging, and poor nutrition is more important than it ever has been, as we look to improve our own life and the lives of those we love. Hi, I'm Micah Kagi. and a few short years ago I discovered a company called Kayani. Kayani is a rapidly growing nutritional supplement company that is marketing in over 20 countries. Kayani's products combine the nutritional benefits of well-known superfruits with Nobel Prize-winning research and breakthrough science. Not only does Kayani help to improve health and wellness of families, but through the amazing business opportunity that it offers, people like me have been able to create financial freedom. Kayani has the power to change your life, regardless of where you are or what your needs may be. Whether you are new to network marketing or a seasoned veteran, you will find that Kayani has what you've been looking for. A well financed, growing company with proven management to generate immediate income and the potential to allow normal people like you and I to succeed if we are willing to put forth the time and effort. Kayani is a proud sponsor of
1: Live on Purpose Radio. To learn more or to join our exciting team, please visit liveonpurpose.mykayanilife.com. That's (laughs) liveonpurpose.mykyanilife.com. Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free Parental Power teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events, or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. Well, Jill, we are running out of time before we're running out of topic.
2: True. (laughs) I guess so.
1: (laughs) And uh, there's a lot of different directions we can go. But one, you know, one of the things I want to make sure we hit before we wrap all of this up is this book that you wrote.
2: Yeah. I never thought I would write a book.
1: (laughs) You know what caught my attention first was the title. Mm -hmm. It's all good.
2: Yep. And, uh, you know, I have said that through life and I actually, I had a shirt that All it said on it was, it's all good. And it was nailed on Mm -hmm. my wall in my little wooden hut that I lived in in Afghanistan. And it was my Mm -hmm. theme for that deployment. And just to remind myself, it's still all good. It's Mm -hmm. all good. I just really needed to focus on that. And um, I wore that shirt uh, when I ran in one of my toughest marathons in Afghanistan. They had the first ever, the inaugural uh, marathon in Afghanistan when I was there. And I decided to attempt it and try it. And that was one of the toughest marathons that I've done but wow. i had that shirt and just kind of signified these different challenges that i've faced in life that they're still good. And mm-hmm. life is good. It really is.
1: There's always a way to find the upsides. Mm-hmm. If you'll look. And you have to look, don't you? Yes,
2: you do. Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes all of it the easy It's <laughs> just too obvious and and uh look at your own life. You know, as you're as you're listening to to Jill and i having this conversation and Just look at your own life. What is the yuck? Well, that's all obvious, right? Mm -hmm. How can you get to, it's all good. Yep. Despite whatever challenges you have. Yeah. So I love the title. What else do you want to share about this book that you wrote?
2: You know, it really just uh, goes into detail. I, I don't sugarcoat anything, but I do give a positive outlook on you know boot camp and the struggles there. But that's mm-hmm. what I do in life is that I really do look on life in a positive way. But mm-hmm. I share every detail of struggles I faced at boot camp in Afghanistan and filming the reality show for Miss America and and such. And I it really oh, you filmed
1: a reality show with it too? Huh?
2: Yes, we did a, a reality show. They flew us all out to L.A. And locked us up in a mansion, and for a few weeks to do all these episodes. So uh, it was. There's been a lot of different adventures and a lot of different challenges where my self worth was challenged, and where Mm. you know competing in in this world, you know, not just in pageants, where I personally felt it. As you're up on stage, really, I felt like you're trying to dodge all the bullets of all these judgments being thrown at you. And that's what we face in life. Mm-hmm. We live in a very judgmental world where people are just not afraid to give their opinion in a in a negative way. That's
3: they don't true. mind
2: put. They don't mind putting you down, and it's sad that hopefully mm-hmm. we can change those judgments and more boosts and helping each other. And you know, I mm-hmm. faced a lot of those judgments, uh, just competing for Miss America, saying, "Oh, this is not good. You, you know, you need to." Maybe trim down some, not be so uh, muscly, or you need to do your hair this way. You, you need to change your look a little bit. or you need to, And there's just so many different things that they rip you apart and pick you apart on. And gosh, I mean, you feel mm-hmm. lower than dirt with those things. But, and so many times I was so humbled, but I, I had to pick myself up. And it's just like, you know what? I'll do what I can, but I've got to stay true to who I am. Mm-hmm. I can't change and be the girl. Uh, I can't be Miss Georgia But Mm -hmm. I can be Jill. I can be Mm -hmm. me, and that's what I'll. That's That's what I'll do. And I felt it was to me the best way to wrap it up. Was when I was eliminated after being a finalist in Miss America, Mm -hmm. and they called my name out that I was done uh, during the competition, and I dropped down and did push-ups live on television. (laughs) And to me, that was the best way to go. You know, I was true to myself to the very end. We were in five-inch heels, swimsuits, and a robe, and on live national TV. And uh, it was so great that the rest of the top well, I think most of the rest of the top ten dropped down and did push-ups with me Is on that stage. Right? It was really just a, wow. a wonderful thing and something I'll never mm-hmm. forget. Yeah. And
1: a way to just put your own signature on it. And we talked about that earlier in the in the podcast today. Yeah. You don't have to be anybody else. Quit telling yourself that you're not good enough. There's plenty of those messages coming from outside. Mm-hmm. You know, like you were saying in this pageant, (laughs) oh, you're not good enough, by the way, and you got to change. Yeah, don't listen to that. Mm -hmm. Because you are. You are good enough. And whatever you bring to this game that we call life is uniquely yours. Bring it. Yep. Bring it and get fully engaged in just living life. It's all good.
2: It truly is.
1: So I want to encourage our listeners to go out there and take a look at this book. I think the best way to get it, you mentioned, was through the publisher.
2: Yeah. Spring Creek Books. Uh First thing that came to mind was springcreekbooks.com.
1: springcreekbooks.com, and uh, you can just type in Jill's name or that title. It's all good, and you're Mm going to find it there on -hmm. on that website. We'll try to put up a link also on our blog.
2: Oh, wonderful. Thank you. uh,
1: So that it's a little easier for people to get to that. Because, you know, I just want to share those kinds of stories, the things that empower people to see that you know, I do have potential. I do have worth, mm-hmm. and and Jill, there's nothing special about you. As and I have to qualify that because <laughs> you've done all this fantastic, fabulous, wonderful stuff, right? Uh huh. But you're a normal person mm-hmm. who has fears and doubts just like everybody else. You've found though that when you take charge of your thinking. And when you choose the positive, because you can pick, can't ya? you? You yeah. can look at it in a negative way or in a positive way.
2: And those but, days happen. You know, there were mm-hmm. days where I was negative. They had to come. But hopefully, you, you know, it, mm-hmm. it teaches you like, okay, I'm not happy like this. I really need right. to change this.
1: Well, look at your outcomes. And if you don't like it that way, try another way. Mm-hmm. Try it. Just and. That's another thing that I've picked up from our conversation today. Just get out and try stuff.
2: Yeah, we are so grateful to live in the nation that we do Mm -hmm. in such a place that we have those opportunities ahead of us. We really do. They're everywhere.
1: And it's unlimited. Mm -hmm. It really is.
2: And we can do it. You know, there's
1: a, a good friend of mine I've had her on the show here before who started... Taekwondo at the age of 45. Oh,
2: wonderful.
1: <laughs> and she's now an eight-time world champion, wow. six-degree black belt master instructor. Don't put any limits on yourself. You know, the world is going to tell you, well, you can't do it because of this or that. Yeah, don't buy it mm-hmm. because you can. You've proven that to yourself already, haven't you, Jill?
2: I have. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. So
1: so you're done, pretty much?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> goodness I'm 26 there's still you know the last eight years have been incredible serving in the Uh army and testing and bringing out this feminine side with the pageant world and everything but Mm -hmm. you know I have some exciting adventures still ahead of me I don't know what the next eight years will bring but I am married to a man that makes me laugh like no other and Mm. we have a fun time and I look forward to the time where we will become parents and the adventure Mm -hmm. of raising kids and Family life. I'm excited for that.
1: Well, you're going to find Afghanistan, Miss America, <laughs> no. child's play. That's Probably. Nothing. And you know what? If the last eight years are the best eight years of your life, in 16 years from now, then you're not doing it right.
2: Mm-hmm. So true. Just they keep, just keep getting better. They keep
1: really do. living the adventure, and there's there's neat things ahead, too. Mm-hmm. It's You know what? We should redo this conversation. Several years from now, yeah. after you know, some of the next adventures. What's next? What's next for Jill? Yeah. You know? And you don't know everything that's ahead of you still. Yeah, but I'm
2: excited to find out.
1: What an exciting adventure that is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh in and not not just in your family. Of course, that's the that's the main area uh of folks. And we've talked about that on a number of other shows here before too. I I really believe that family. Is that foundational place where you have your adventures in life, mm-hmm. but you're doing the other things too, the uh, the nursing. Yep. You know, but you
2: know, my family's been there every step of the way. I could not have done it mm-hmm. without them. And it really, the family is foundation and essential. And there was, I needed them more than ever during these challenges. I didn't mm-hmm. do this alone. I really didn't.
1: And as maybe kind of as a final note to what we're talking about here, every one of you who is listening here today has family, and you are family. So ask yourself what that means. There are people within your reach who have dreams, and they're not sure if they can make it. But as their family, and I don't care if that means you're a close friend or if it's, you know, whatever brings you into someone's someone's realm of influence, feed their dreams. Help them to know that they can do this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been your message to us today, too.
2: Yep, it really is my my motto in life. You know, we've got just one shot at this life to shine. And, you know, mm-hmm. let's make a difference in every aspect we can. Help others. We're not alone. We really are in
1: these and feelings. Help others to do it. If they're doubting themselves, just like Jill did in Afghanistan, you guys get out there and help them have a better experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's going to be amazing what that does for your own life and your own experience. It's so true. Your final words, Jill?
2: No, uh, well, I guess I'll give my slogan in life that I always try to live by in every aspect, and that is uh, to lock and load. And, you know, (laughs) it is from my soldier side that to a soldier, this means to lock and load your rounds to be ready for anything that comes at you, to not waste your ammo. And -hmm. I really think in life, as we face our different combat zones, that we need to lock and load, make every shot count, and seize every opportunity that we are given, and make the most of life. This is our one shot at life to shine. Mm. And I say lock and load up there.
1: That was really well said. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It was fun. (laughs) Everybody go out there and live on purpose.